Welcome to the O'Reilly Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Anderson, Editor for Infrastructure and Operations. I'm here today with Larry Haig, until recently a senior consultant at SME and at Intechnica, and author of the recent O'Reilly book, Front End Optimization Handbook. We're here to talk about techniques for optimizing user experience, as well as leveraging insights from the front end for your business. Welcome to the show, Larry. Thank you. So let's start uh, and talk about your background. So how did you end up working so closely on the topic of web performance? Okay, well, I've had two bites of the cherry here, really. I was involved in the uh, 90s in the first, where I worked for an agency, NetInfo, in London, uh, where we were involved in the first phase deployment of the internet to corporates, uh, both from a technical and design point of view. We had a design studio there. And certainly there, it became apparent in the general craziness that was the dot-com boom, that there were certainly a lot of players uh, a lot of agencies, advertising agencies, design-based agencies started getting into the market, the digital market. And they, it was apparent that they were applying some of the standard print-based paradigms to a web that simply in those days wasn't capable of coping with the richness that they were trying to imply. And that led to difficulties from a performance point of view, particularly in those days of limited connectivity and limited processing power really so i was I, I spent a few years then then i spent a few years uh in the noughties uh pursuing a different spatial analysis uh business interest and then i went back to pure performance uh and worked for one of the major SaaS based um tooling vendors um for a number of years after which I moved away from sort of vendor land uh, and worked for a performance consultancy in Technica based in Manchester in the UK, uh, spent five years with them. So there that was trying to uh, provide a synthesis of some of the uh, understandings that I'd gleaned over the previous 10 years or so. And this synthesis, uh, part of it, it sounds like you've had a perspective on how web performance uh, interacts with the needs of the business. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I, I felt that that was a particular area that I wanted to pursue, because having spent some time as a pure business consultant, I wanted to kind of bring that together with with the digital world, because typically you've got different teams working in there. And there is certainly a convergence of business outcomes, desirable business outcomes and technology there. Well, uh, one question I'd have then uh, is what is the relationship to web performance and customer experience? Or another way to put it, um, why should uh, management, for example, uh, or the executives uh, at a company uh, be concerned about web performance? Okay, it's simply stated. It's because poor performance hits your bottom line. It hurts revenue in the all-important digital channels to market these days. And that is very well supported by the evidence and has been really from the early days of the internet. It's difficult sometimes to put a one-to-one -one linkage between, for a given site, the extent to which revenue and other negative behaviors like bounce rate, i.e. customers coming to a page and then leaving it without going anywhere else and so on, you know, the extent to which uh, it's possible to link those two things. But there are technology moves in the tooling space which will aid that. And certainly, you know, if you want to maximize your digital throughput for pure plays, but for anybody really who's out there trying to gain revenue from the web, then, you know, it's, it's an essential and it's an established relationship. And so many of your clients, do you, do you often see them go through a certain sort of journey once they recognize the importance of 
of web performance to the bottom line? Uh, yeah, they do. And it depends what's driving them, really. Sometimes it's new senior people coming into the organization that have been exposed to best practice elsewhere. More commonly, it's some kind of crisis. They go through a peak event and the site doesn't perform well, uh, something of that nature. They get demonstrably uh, outperformed by competitors in a particular segment or something like that. And, you know, and then that leads to uh, a, a rapid focus in this area. I see. Uh... So once they've got that that pressing need uh, to optimize the performance of their digital experience or their, their web applications, um, what are some challenges you often see them come across? Okay, well, they, they really fall into two headings, and it does differ wildly depending on what you, the, the nature of the customer that you're working with. But there's a whole area of governance, management and governance, and this is flight manuals and uh, control around the, the nature of content that's delivered to the site. Not Well, not only content, explicit content, but tags, affiliate tags and that sort of thing. And then there's the, there's the area of, of legacy baggage that they're carrying in terms of uh, data stores and that kind of thing. And it can be difficult to pick out what the fixed points are that they will, will be, it will be very expensive and awkward to change and what, in fact, is amenable to change in a, for a beneficial performance outcome, you know, by using some creative thinking or whatever have you. But uh, essentially, you need a knowledge-led, clear focus from the management, general management, as well as IT management, and then a clear objective understanding of where you are, the position you're in. So, you know, where are you going to start from? Know exactly how you shape up across all your key markets globally to all the key customer segments that matter to you or should matter to you theoretically, and then understand to the extent that there is a deficit, why that might be. And that could be back-end issues, it could be front-end issues, but I address the latter. So the way you describe it, it's not so much, you know, sort of this ambiguous mandate to just make everything fast. It's almost a matter of triage. Yeah, absolutely is. It absolutely is. It's, uh, I mean, it's interesting when sometimes, particularly when customers have come through a sort of crisis mode, that they say, okay, all, what we want to do, we just need to be the fastest. Don't care where we're starting from, we want to be quicker. Who do you want to be quicker than? Everybody. To which markets? All of them. Well, okay, that's a nice uh, fat goal. Uh, you could hose an inconsolable amount of money into that, you know, really. Far better to take an iterative approach, build an understanding, don't panic, understand where you're coming from, what needs to be done, and what can be done economically with the existing applications, and which need to be deferred to the next phase of development be it mobile or otherwise. I see. So we've addressed, I think, some of the strategic business concerns uh, around web performance. And I thought maybe this is a good chance now to also talk about the technical side. Mm -hmm. um, from, from your perspective, what are some quick solutions to optimizing uh, the performance of apps? Okay. Well, it does depend on the nature of the application. And it depends also to a somewhat lesser extent these days, but certainly more formally, on the degree of sophistication of the sector and the user base. But certainly there are some key things that's always worth doing. So I'd say top of the list, minimize your payloads. If you can produce lean sites, you're in much better shape because you will optimize whatever circumstance the user finds themselves in, in terms of bandwidth or, or, or processing power. As a general rule, try to reduce the number of backend database lookups. But so 
and there are a, a heap of other things, but they would depend. It differ from site to site. So it's understand the nature of the performance deficit by preliminary monitoring, understand through scattergrams rather than average traces, the range of, of, uh, of performance deficit, uh, try and segment that down to particular users or, or of whatever type, you know, nature of device or location or whatever it is, and then do some preliminary analysis, which could be rules-based analysis, uh, to pick away at where the issues are. Quite often, a big thing will step out right there, which could be, you know, a huge size of images or a multimedia or something like that. It could be third-party affiliate tags or um, JavaScript performance. It could be lots of things, but generally there's one big thing and then a whole tale of, of lesser things, which if you've got the time and the money, then you can start working into those two. So uh, the title of your book is Front-End Optimization Handbook. Uh, but some of the things we're talking about here extended to the back end, it sounds like. Um, so that may be useful to talk about first some some trends you see going on with front end performance and then also to touch on briefly uh, what we see happening in the back end. OK, well, the front end, the key change over the last few years, of course, is the move to mobile devices, delivery to mobile devices. And then and that, of course, isn't one size fits all. You've got traditional browser based uh, web applications to the mobile. You've got native uh, OS based mobile applications and then you've got the latest generation of progressive web, web applications so these are based on service worker interactions flexibly to provide good user performance and revenue based functionality in network off or uh, irregular network conditions so another move uh, certainly we're seeing is to uh, single page applications spas as they're called a lot of challenges there for traditional monitoring and uh, analysis practice because of the nature of those applications. Back end, well, there's a heap of things. And, and uh, although we'll touch on those, that isn't the focus of the book, but certainly big data, um, microservices based application development. And certainly that, that straddles the fence between the back end and the front end. It can provide you know, a lot of advantages in terms of agile focus for delivering site content, more challenges in terms of managing things when that hits the real world and real world load and so forth. HTTP2 as well is a coming thing. It's, I mean, it's more or less arrived now, but it's taken its time about it. And this, you know, with the adoption by the server vendors has given uh, a, a lot of uh, advantage in terms of multiplexing and more efficient communications. Huh. So, so you mentioned some emerging technologies. What, what are some of the most exciting tools or projects that you see um, either on the horizon or, or just uh, about to be adopted? Okay, um, tools, uh, well, functionality, I would say head and shoulders is the ability to monetize performance for a specific site using events-based database extensions from the APM tools. And this is bound to increase over time. It's um, very exciting because it enables management to understand where they've got to get to. You know, it's not just you could spend any amount of money on performance enhancement of almost any site. You know, do you want to be the BBC or CNN or someone and spend tens of million pounds or dollars a year? Probably not. So it's uh, that, that that sort of technology, which will give you that one one to one relationship is very important. Uh, more arcane. Uh, some of the 
uh, RUM tooling now, which gives you the ability to support uh, monitoring of single page applications, listening for Angular routing events and that sort of thing, and monitoring uh, new downloadable resources in a mutable fashion. Performance APIs, that's a, a, a big area. And there's a lot of new stuff coming down. And I reference a very good source for keeping abreast of that in the book. And that certainly is, I mean, it's pretty much a requirement in the armory now of uh, for effective monitoring. Yeah, so there's, sounds like a profusion of tools available uh, for people getting started with performance. Um, I imagine it's much like DevOps uh, to the extent that tools are just one part of the equation. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's also maybe cultural considerations that, that come with having sort of a performance emphasis in your company. Would you say there is sort of a, such a thing as a performance culture? Yeah, there certainly is. I mean, there is in theory and there is in practice as well. It's, uh, it's certainly, I don't only say that because that's a longstanding interest of mine. In fact, um, working on corporate culture was something that I did before getting interested in uh, in web performance. But there's a, a, a very neat crossover there. Um, and essentially, I mean, what is performance culture? So if you've got a common shared vision led from the top of the company for performance outcomes. These aren't only digital performance outcomes, but it lends itself to be that being part of a suite of uh, delivery and, and clearly has to involve measurable goals up and down the organization. But you're never going to go from the bottom to the top with these initiatives. It's got to be the other way around. You've got to start at the top. What are some of the uh, the issues you see, uh, or I guess you know, sources of friction with teams when it comes to uh, adopting this end-to-end -end performance perspective? Well, there are a lot, and um, it, partly it depends on the nature of people, which I think we all know. You know, if you look in the marketing department and you look in accounts and you look in uh, mainframe operations, you're going to get different types of people, different types of people uh, orientate themselves and, and, and through their training end up in these in these areas. Uh, and a lot of people just, I think, as human beings, we're resistant to change. Change is scary. And if you've got responsibility for several million dollars worth of infrastructure, well, it's even more scary. So there that together with the so siloed operations the nature of politics friction between organizations there's lots of things so it needs to be carefully and fairly robustly and charismatically managed in order to you know gain, gain important business outcomes so being aware of those challenges seems important um if, if you imagine from the perspective of Technical leadership or even, you know, C-suite leadership, uh, someone who is tasked with um, starting a new program of adopting web performance uh, techniques and culture, what would you recommend? Uh, how would you recommend that they navigate these these cultural challenges that you just outlined? Okay. So, well, there are a number of things and I, I, I address them in the book, but it's important to have a clear vision of what you want to achieve and why. So it's not a means to an end. Digital performance is certainly not a means to an end, and neither is performance culture or any sort of cultural change. Cultural change is exceedingly difficult to achieve in organizations. The benefits are large, but it's hard to do. And as such, it, you know, it has to be worth the effort. So an understanding clearly why that is, and then being able to articulate that clearly to the business, to provide ownership down the business so that it's and it's not optional. 
you know, there are a number of things you can do there around uh, embedding advocates at different levels, but requiring all the levels in the business to have, you know, as they say, smart goals, measurable, achievable goals, which tie to a common vision and basically recognizing success across the business. Doesn't mean giving people heaps of money, but it does mean giving them, you know, recognition mm. across the business as someone that's supporting a required um, change. So yeah, pro proper incentives. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Make and people the, feel yeah. good about it. And this seems to go full circle to the question of metrics then, because um, I imagine that identifying the right metrics and incentivizing people appropriately seems like maybe part of the challenge. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I think it is. You've got to give people empowerment. You've got to give them uh, not unlimited boundaries for change, obviously, but the ability to think creatively and direct their efforts towards a performance improvement goal, whether that's moving the company uh, towards a service orientation for the customers or whether it's focusing on having a robust and reliable website. You know, it's all the same part, part of the same thing. Well, some great advice has arisen in this conversation. Um, I think one final question for you would be to kind of step back and speak even more generally um, from the perspective of uh, customer experience. Uh, and really, what would you recommend uh, to listeners of this podcast, for example, who may be at the beginning of their journey to optimize customer experience through web performance? What are some of the uh, more general cultural and technical recommendations you'd, you'd make? Okay, so I would... Set a vision for where you want to get to at, at some level, maybe not completely baked out. Get people along with you. So involve others in the uh, in the journey early on, form a team, whatever, committee, uh, and, and then understand where you are. So understand what you've got in terms of digital touch points and understand how they stack up in terms of performance under load and uh, in, in general business as usual state relative to the competition, key competition, and relative to the key sites that your customers are on when they're not on yours, if you see what I mean. So the bellwether sites, the BBC, the CNNs, the Facebooks, these sorts of things. And that will give you an understanding of where you want to get to. And then it's worth investing a bit of time with an analyst understanding you know what the gaps are so you can you can see what how big the uh, the, the performance deficit is we'll try and bring that down to a to a reason or a few a few core reasons and that will enable you then to start plotting a course forward well great well i think our future performance leaders now have their marching orders um <laughs> from this podcast so that was fantastic thank you larry for for taking the time to, to speak with us our pleasure thank you so for listeners who would like to learn more, uh, please check out Larry's latest book, Front End Optimization Handbook, uh, which is sponsored by HPE.